0: He fires downfield. It's caught and into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa! Touchdown, Iowa!
1: Play fake. Bethard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Ah! He's got it. Smith. Touchdown, 85 yards. Spot. The kick is on the way. It's good. It's good. Iowa
0: wins. 14, 13. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode on. Well, I guess it's going to be. the mix I suppose getting it up here late this week we're finally back in school finally gonna get things rolling again this week and we we're planning on having a little bit of a different schedule with college basketball now kind of, kind of be the, the main focus if you will we're winding down the NFL season as everyone knows and we're looking to change some things up and brainstorming so stay tuned for that but nonetheless this week we're gonna go over a couple of the NFL games last weekend the two conference championships Obviously, huge games on Sunday, and then tomorrow, we're going to be getting up a Iowa basketball preview of the Illinois game, then also the loss against Indiana, which was obviously tough for all of us to watch some tough basketball, Lance. But, nonetheless, anyway, we'll get into the the Bucks packers first game on Sunday, and Lance, the Bucks entering their ticket to the Super Bowl for the first time in 19 years or 18 years.
1: I mean... <sighs> Like I, watching, I was just telling you this before we started, obviously, but watching like Mike Evans and, you know, all those guys that have been around and celebrate on the field that they had just won the NFC championship, they're going to the Super Bowl. Like it, it hit me like in the fields, like it was like a real like moment. Like it was, it was truly an unbelievable, an unbelievable scene. Like to think, I don't know nine months ago or you know before they signed Brady or even after they signed Brady, it's like, you know, you didn't we didn't really know what we were gonna get. And I mean, just a just a surreal game and to the defense to play like that and it's just it truly is just a surreal feeling in my in my brain right now. It's just came right my mind around it.
0: Well yeah, and I think it was a, a comment that we had mentioned a few weeks back, even prior about like what it meant to, you know, as you were talking about Mike Evans and all of the bucks for lifers that have been there forever now. And we were talking about Mike Evans and, you know, the touches that he was getting, you know, like he doesn't care. Like obviously you, you can see like the emotions that him and all the other guys were going through. I mean, it just meant so much to to him and it's just – that's – Really, I was rooting for the Bucks, just for that matter. And I can see it, like, you know, obviously through you and, like, you know, how the Bucks have struggled, Like, they just... It's, they, been, it's, it's been, been miserable. It's, it's been, been miserable. really bad. And, uh, you know, being able to, like, see that through you, like, that's that's kind of what drug me to, you know, betting the Bucks, cheering for them this weekend. It's just, like, it just felt good. I don't know what it is. It felt good.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I know that it's... Listen. Every time I, you know, I've been, you know, kind of flaunting my Bucks fandom a little bit more as of late than you know in previous years, especially because you know they're good this year, so I, you know, kind of have something to talk about. But like, it's not even Brady, really, for me. It's like, like you said, like it's it's Mike Evans. Like it's those guys that have grinded through just years of just to put it to put it bluntly, shit. I mean, just literal. The effort and the hustle and the heart that Mike Evans has shown in his time as a Buck and to see him, you know, mic'd up on the game and I watched the mic'd up thing and it, it really was just, I felt so good for those, for those guys, those guys that have been grinding through this, that, you know, finally, we finally broke through, we finally made the playoffs and then to win three straight road playoff games and to go to the Super Bowl is, it, it I feel so good for those guys.
0: Yeah, and even, like, Brady after the game, if you were watching, like, the ceremony, if you remember that, like, he was just, like, up on the mic, he's like, like, let, let these other guys talk. Yeah. Like, he's just like, like obviously, I've been here, you know, ten times now or whatever it is, which is crazy to even say. But, I mean, yeah, like, let these other guys talk. Like, get these guys up here. Like, this Bucks organization, like, he's trying to, like, really, I feel like, portray, like, what, what it meant for that organization. Like, obviously, I feel like Brady knows that, like, being Ben yeah. there now and, like, it's just – it was a surreal feeling, but yeah, I mean, what a way to what a way to step up this game and defense showed out. Turnovers costly for, I mean, both teams really. I mean, Brady throwing three picks wasn't great, yeah. but obviously, turnover battle was uh, was a big one in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of in a sense a a, re, a recap or a re a redo of Week Six, where you know the defense just played absolutely lights out all game long. I mean, to get to Rodgers five times, which I think. I saw a stat that he threw six interceptions all year, and three of them were against the Bucs. So, he threw three other interceptions against every other team in the league. That defense, man, I I knew they were going to be good, but never in my wildest dreams did I think that they would go into Lambeau and just absolutely lock down Aaron Rodgers, or when he came to Tampa in week six, just to just to completely shut him down, and i been talk, I was talking about it all. Or Devontae Adams, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the most part. I mean, yeah, I mean, but he's going to get his. He's yeah. always going to get his. I mean, he's just a stud. I mean, their their combination is, or their their group of, it, it, he's going to get his. But to slow down that Packers offense the way that they did, and you know, to to force a turnover or two turnovers, and just it's I I'm literally at a loss for words. Like talking about, it. like I haven't really got a chance to like talk about the Bucks winning and going to the Super Bowl and it's just like really, really hard to like speak words because it's just like an unbelievable aura and feeling.
0: Well and we talked about too, even like when we when we go into like the secondary, we obviously you guys didn't have Antoine Winfield this weekend and A B of course, but I mean Sean Murphy was a name that, you know, we we had discussed prior to hit and record here too. I mean, obviously three picks in the postseason, one in each game coming up absolutely massive. I mean, finding ways to make plays for the team, obviously, flip the field is, is just massive. And, I mean, a, a play game like that can really really turn things around.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what you need in the playoffs. You need guys like that to step up. You need, you know, you, it's a group effort. I mean, you, you need everybody to play their A game, and that Murphy Bunting has been playing his A game for sure.
0: That and obviously Devin White. I mean, Devin White, we can't say enough about this guy. I mean, you talk about his tackles over. That was maybe the easiest bet we've had all year on this podcast that we didn't really get the
1: chance to give out. But yeah, I mean, nine and a half is an absolute joke. I'm sorry, but nine and a half assisted in total or total tackles was, was far too low. And
0: what did he end up with? You got 15, 15, 15 of them. He had 12 at
1: halftime or something like that. And just, he's another guy. I mean, I know he hasn't been in the organization long, but it's, he kind of got here as things were starting to turn around and he was obviously been a massive part of that defense. In, in the turnaround, you know, the Bucks' defense three years ago was probably the worst in the league, and four years ago was probably the worst in the league, and then he kind of came on, and they've really, really, really taken a lot of steps forward, and obviously it's not just him. I mean, you got to give credit to the big boys up front, and, you know, that secondary that is very, very much improved over the last four years. But, I mean, Devin White's the the anchor of that defense, and that doesn't even mention Levante David, who, you know, is another guy that you got to just – you gotta love to you gotta love to see it for him. I mean, the amount of time and effort he's been here, and he's been balling out it every year since he's been here for seven or six or six or seven years now, and to to see it all kind of come to fruition in Lambeau Field over Aaron Rodgers to go to the Super Bowl is, it's it's awesome. All right, one other question though for you. So, how many years has Shaq Barrett been around? Um, he is in his second year for the Bucks. He was around. He came from. Cleveland, I don't know. I I can't say for sure. Denver. He came from Denver, and then um, last year he obviously had a you know just a surreal season, and then he kind of had a down year this year. But listen, I mean, solid, solid
0: players and key players for this defense. Even getting Vita Vea back this week didn't. It looked like kind of like not fully like. Yeah, he wasn't out there. He was limited minutes type of thing. but,
1: But even his presence just up on that line. I mean, he's just he's a house. I mean. Having a three hundred pound man that can body any def or any offensive lineman is is obviously a plus. But his presence, you know, it's not going to show up in the stat sheet, but you could tell he was out there. I, I mean, it was he was a big help to get back in this game for sure.
0: Definitely. So then, like, moving forward, just a couple key plays like in this game that I just wanted to like definitely just make sure I do not forget and and discuss here today. But getting that score before half. Was absolutely massive and scoring with one second left to Scotty Miller, that obviously absolute heave was just massive, especially with the Packers getting the ball right after half. I mean, you can't say enough about the momentum that that brings and and does in
1: a. I mean, know, it won. I mean, it won the game. game. I mean, it really won the game when you and just to even have the ball in that situation. You know, you look at there was a pick with I don't know forty seconds left or something, and you know, with Brady, that's that's too much time. So to see Scotty Miller I mean he's kind of been he's kind of been a, a glue guy to put it you know simply this year especially with you know AB coming on and there's a lot of weapons on that offense and he's kind of fallen back I would say a little bit I mean I know he was leading the team in receiving after like week 6 or something but he's kind of fallen back in the second half of the year but to see I mean just burning that guy and scoring a touchdown in the biggest game of the year arguably the biggest play of the year was that I mean that felt it, it's just awesome to see for sure.
0: It really is, and we can kind of move forward in the in the rest of this game. and And pardon us for taking a little bit more time on this. It's just the the nature of what's going to happen with with having a Bucks fan and whatnot. And I felt like this game had a lot more, you know, just in terms of excitement for me. And obviously, wow. we we're kind of in the midst of celebrating the the Bucks win, if you will, during the AFC Championship game. But you know, obviously, that one got a little out of hand towards yeah. towards the end, but. Anyway, moving forward, I mean, obviously coming down late in the game, getting to talk about Matt LaFleur and a little bit about the the decision to to go ahead and kick it and take Aaron Rodgers off the field, all of us kind of thought was just pretty absurd.
1: I think it was a great call. I think that was a great call. Don't put the best quarterback arguably in the league out there. Go ahead and send your kicker out there and make it a five-point game. Give the Bucks the ball back with 2 minutes left with the greatest quarterback of all time, especially in game management. Yeah, just let him just let him run out the final 2 minutes. I think it was a great call. I love it.
0: It's just incredible. It really is. And what even the numbers of whatever the people were saying, like it gave them like a 2% chance better of winning, kicking it than it would.
1: But like do the analytics factor in that it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's just like, or like a playoff game with your season on the line. Like, do you really want the ball in your defense's hand? Do you really want, if you're the Packers, who would you rather have the ball? Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers to, to win the game? You'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. So I, I don't, I don't understand why they kicked it. I really don't. I think it was. I think it was. Ter- I mean, it was awful, in, at least in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to feel for Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Like he said, he understood the thinking of the decision above two minutes with like all the timeouts. Obviously, the two-minute warning, I guess. But I mean, you just got to feel for the guy. I mean, he's just like, yeah, I'm just pretty gutted. It's long season. Me, I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to be fine, at least for one more year. Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily going to leave quite yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, they've just—they were so good this year. Like, I don't understand how you can leave. I mean, after the success they had this year, I mean, they were basically one or two plays, key plays away from making the Super Bowl. You know, they—I I, don't—I don't understand why he would leave. I—I I get it to some some degree. You know, he's been there for twenty years, and they haven't—they haven't done the right things. I mean, they drafted a quarterback this year in the first round when they could have had. Who knows what wide receiver? But I, I also don't think he's gone. But it would make me so, so, so happy if he just left. If he just, if we just, if the Bucks just ended his career in Green Bay, that would make me unbelievably happy. And I know you said you got to feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him at all. That little smug smile of his that he had all game against um, who they play in the divisional series, the Rams. That little smug smile. He's just out there smiling, just doing his all cocky thing. And to send that little smug guy home, i it made me so happy. Same thing with Drew Brees, except this one probably honestly felt better.
0: Yeah, I mean, yes. Yes, I get it. You know, taking down Aaron Rodgers. It's just like, for me, though, like, obviously I was cheering for the Bucks, but it's just like, I mean, MVP this year. Like, he's oh, the MVP, yeah. and it's just like – just sucked just sucked kind of for him and like especially after like all the the coaching stuff that had like gone on last year moving into this year he was just like with jordan love getting drafted and all that it's just like he just had like an incredible year and it's just like it would it would have capped off a a hell of a year a hell of a year if he had to make it made it to the the super bowl and that's why i kind of kind of feel bad for him but it know. is It is Aaron Rodgers. And <laughs> he can go He can go eat one
1: of the NFC, NFC North, if you will. He'll be all right. I think I think he'll be all right. I think I'll move on. But um, I guess that my other thing on this game is Leonard Fournette, man. I, we talked about him last week. But, I mean, what a signing that was. You know, obviously he can't predict injuries. And Ronald Jones has been, you know, kind of the feature back this year for the most part. But to have Fournette in the playoffs on fresh legs, I mean, you saw what he did. I mean. Like I said, I haven't seen him break more than three tackles all year and he broke like three tackles on that one touchdown run, which was obviously, you know, a massive play, but
0: that's the the spin. The spin Dude, on spin that touchdown naughty. run that was, was just crazy. After that was just like score like holy shit. <laughs> like I think I think he made the comment after that run. I was like, I think he's broke more tackles on that one <laughs> run than he has all year.
1: Bro, it honestly feels like that. And, you know I was not necessarily huge on that signing. I thought he'd be, you know, I thought he'd be better in the regular season, but if he is going to perform like this in the playoffs, then, I mean, that signing was worth it. Now, already, it was like, what? I'm, he got paid $2 million this year or something like that? I mean, just a great move from the GM, which, by the way, you got I got to give some credit to Jason Lake. I mean, to turn this Bucks team around, and I know he signed Brady, and I know he signed Gronk, but the Bucks have drafted, like, exceptionally well over the last three to four years. I mean, Devin White... Tristan Wirfs, Winfield, who I guess didn't play in this game, but, you know, that secondary is all young guys. They're all young guys. They're all still getting better, and they're already, you know, solid. So, I mean, you got to give a little credit to Jason Like there. I mean, despite I have slandered him in the past because I still think that he runs the Jameis one-of-one burner, but that's beside the point. You know, you got to give credit to him. I mean, you really do. I mean, he built this team, and he got his quarterback, and, and now we're in the Super Bowl, man. It's fucking unreal.
0: Yeah, so next thing kind of moving towards was obviously Brady had three picks. A lot of people jump in to criticize him. I mean, not all of them were necessarily his fault by any means. We had the one over the head that got tipped and and picked off. I mean, it happens. It happens. When I mean, you're trying to, you know, make make big plays if you will. I mean,
1: very uncharacteristic with the lead though. Like yeah. very, very uncharacteristic from Brady to have a lead and then throw three interceptions on three straight possessions. I I was that's when that's when the calm your nerve cigarettes started coming out because i was absolutely stressing but i mean just very uncharacteristic i don't know really know what that was it, it just i mean i guess he hadn't thrown an interception in 6 weeks before this so it kind of just all Little uh, turnover luck, so
0: got to be happy. If you would have said coming into this game though, like Brady's going to throw p- three <laughs> picks, would you say like, yeah, we're going to win this game? No. Like, no. So no, absolutely. You know, not.
1: you got to be, you got to
0: be kind of thankful that we, you know, sl- snuck out of here. Or I guess I can't, I can't say we, but the Bucks snuck out with a win, get into the Super Bowl against uh, the baby goat, the baby yeah. goat, and Patrick Mahomes and and the Chiefs. The yeah. dynasty could be ensuing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think will see. I don't think Mahomes wants to see Brady. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Mahomes wants to see Brady. I think that's the last person he wanted to see. To tell you the truth,
0: it's crazy too. I was looking at it on Twitter a little bit too on some of the stuff. Like Romo it was even back when the Bucks played the Chiefs. I don't know what week it was at this point, but 12 twelve-ish. Calling like. This this could be it. This could be the, like Romo was actually saying that it's cr- it's crazy. Too. We could get into Tony Romo more if we if we really wanted to. Him, you know, obviously his play calling ability is just unreal, is, it's unreal. Obviously, but, but yes. even the the comments that he was making back in Week Twelve or whatever it may have been that you know basically calling this this the Super Bowl matchup, if you will. You know, it's pretty crazy, and now now we're finally here, a couple weeks out.
1: Yeah, I mean it's to have a home super bowl too. I mean, I know that which honestly surprised me a little bit that, you know, Brady and Mike Evans on the mic'd up thing that I watched today were talking about we're going we're going home, we're going home. I mean, it doesn't it's the first ever home super bowl and it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the year 2020 when 3 years ago they were like 3 and 13. It's just it's truly been a unbelievable year. And honestly, this year kind of went down as the way I expected. I mean, I think a lot of people obviously expected. I didn't expect to really drop those two in the middle of the year, but the Rams and Chiefs are both good teams. But I kind of knew we'd start slow and have to figure it out, and hopefully peaked at the right time, and that is what happened. So, I mean, I'm, it's just it's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable.
0: All right, so I was maybe going to save this for the end, but before we move on, I wanted to discuss. So we have a Bucs Super Bowl ticket, correct? Yes, yes we do. And – You asked ourselves. Moving, I'm. I'm kind of using this as a segue. Jump in if you have anything else. I don't think so. I think I'm all good. So before I kind of got it into a nice little segue here, you wanted to see somebody impress you in the AFC game. We talked about this in terms of a hedge, and. I would say the Kansas City Chiefs came out and, and did that. Yeah. Did they were, enough to certainly say that for you. Yeah, they were pretty impressive. <laughs> so where where are we at in the in the thought process right now of hedging and and what what do you think? What's your what's your thoughts?
1: I I still don't know. I think I'm probably gonna hedge, right? Like I mean it's kinda soft, you know, I know it's my team, but you know, a twenty or a thirty dollar ticket at whatever it is, eighteen oh one or something is that's a lot of money for me. Like that money could be spent a lot of ways, so to ensure a little, you know, $100 win or whatever would be would probably be an ideal move for me.
0: To so at least, you know, and take that money and go go celebrate a good bucks year, like the the best bucks year in how, you know, 19 years, like ever. you said, and ever. <laughs> and even even if they aren't able to get it done in the Super Bowl, take take home a few couple hundred bucks and uh say you you, you had something for the year is and, isn't the worst thing.
1: Yeah, and I know we'll get into the – I guess we can probably get into the Chiefs right now. But, I mean, they are they are very much back. You know, there was a lot of talk coming into these playoffs about how, you know, they're not, they're not really blowing teams out. They don't really look like the Chiefs. And then they just found, like, that Chiefs, like, next level where it's just, like, they're just going to blow everybody out. And that really, really concerns me.
0: Yeah, it was like we were talking about just before we started. So the Chiefs only punted once <laughs> on Sunday, and it was their first drive, which is pretty crazy to think about. I mean, just – being able to rattle off touchdown drive after touchdown drive is just incredible. I mean,
1: even like even when they were down 9-0, it was like does this really matter? Like are they really going to are they really going to just fall well, here. This is like, crazy. Nah, like
0: we nah. we were talking about the week prior too. I personally wanted to see the Bills come out and punch them in the mouth and they did. They did. They were able to do that and I thought that this Chiefs team maybe and I, I gave them credit if I'm remembering my my take correctly, I gave him credit. I said, it's still the Chiefs. They could still come back just like they did against the Texans last year. But I wanted to see how this Bills team did against, like, you know, once they had that lead. And they, they obviously gave it up a lot of touchdown drives in a row. And uh, all of a sudden, it it felt like it wasn't really a game again.
1: Yeah. I mean, even at halftime, it was kind of like, oh, you know, the Chiefs are only up nine, but the Bills kind of looked stagnant. You know, the only touchdown drive they had was on that that free, basically free touchdown that Hardman gave them, which is all time funny meme, by the way, is the him pulling the coat over his head is hilarious to me. But you know, it the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and we kind of forgot about them. It feels like, at least I did, and you know, it's kind of hard to forget about a fourteen and two defending Super Bowl champion. But they just have that extra level when they turn it on. That's just. Absolutely untouchable in the NFL this year, and that really, really concerns me as a boxer. It's player. just
0: so crazy. I mean, when you think about it, even just like I was watching, and it's just like you see the stat lines of of Travis Kelsey in the second half. He's just like he's already got 100 yards, like two touchdown grabs I believe is the stats, and it's just like, man, these guys, like all of them. It's just all of them. It just doesn't matter who they're, who they're going to. Edwards-Alaire being back kind of – Kind of nice, and then I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be back for the, the Super Bowl as well. So,
1: so there you go, man. They're they're back at. Uh, I mean, they're. they're I mean, they're and Mahomes is never not
0: not going to win play this game.
1: Too. No, I, I mean, mean that I, was obvious. That, that was, was, just obvious. Obvious. It was just obvious. It it's
0: just it's just he came back out, felt great, and uh, going to the Super Bowl. Well, can you imagine?
1: Can you imagine how much Patrick Mahomes would have got bullied if he once he passed concussion protocol? That's not what I'm talking. About, if if his toe, they kept talking about his toe like he's not going to play through turf toe. Like come on now, what are we talking about here? I mean, he's a 500 million dollar quarterback. He's going to play. I mean, this is the playoffs. So like he's going to play. I I thought that was kind of, you know, maybe not some psychological warfare, but to some degree it it really did feel like it.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit too. There's some coaching decisions in this game too, talking about getting mm-hmm. grabbing the points if you will for the Bills and not trying to go up and you know score touchdowns like the Chiefs like to do and it was just kind of interesting a few of the times just trying to take their points and and stay around if you will I just don't know when the Chiefs are looking that good I just I don't think you can do it I mean I think it's a, it's comparisons to like a lot of other even college teams the Alabamas the Clemsons when you're the inferior team and everybody knows it it's just like You got to go try to get your seven, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough to say. It's tough to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely with you on that. I mean, in that game, you know, season on the line, you got to be aggressive. I mean, you have what is one of the most potent offenses in, like, NFL history. Like, the Bills' offense this year has been just superb all season long. And then they're just going to go into the playoffs and the AFC championship and just start settling for field goals. It's like, it doesn't make sense to me also that they've been like the most aggressive fourth down team and like besides the ravens and like the league like i saw a like a a plot chart of like their their drives basically are their fourth down plays they hadn't kicked from a or they hadn't punted from a plus territory like all year long so i know they were kicking field goals and they were taking points but like a fourth and two, a fourth and three, a fourth and one? Like
0: I'm seeing a fourth and three on the eight-yard line. The league average is 41% from that rate, and the decision not to go for it cost them 0.7 of a percentage point
1: in win probability. See, that seems low, though, even, because they were down, they were down 12 then, right? And they kicked a field goal, so then they were down nine. Like, where does that get you? Like, Put your offense back out there. Like I know the Chiefs are probably gonna score, but you're not gonna keep up with them kicking field goals. Like you're just not. You're just not. And then the one at the end the one at the end was the worst one of the worst I've ever seen. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what that thought process was. I mean, you recovered the onside kick, your offense is starting to roll, you're kinda of starting to like get back in this game. I know there's only a few minutes left, but you're starting to like click. Like you're starting to like you could be in this game if you score a touchdown on this drive and then they just kick a field goal and it's like, Yep, that's it. I mean, that that's all she wrote basically. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, maybe – I mean, for those that don't know, coaching is very, very, very important in, you know, every every sport, no matter where you go. And obviously the best coaches in the world, I mean, they're not going to have their – you know, they're not going to be perfect all the time, that's for damn sure. But it's just – it was interesting to watch this weekend in and, and both games, really. And obviously the importance of, of all that, really, was was fun to watch. And, I mean, I thought – Two very like I mean, I was just excited as hell more more than anything for both these games on Sunday. I was hoping the bills would give a little bit more of a of a fight, if you will, especially after getting up nine to nothing and having all that momentum. I thought that you know they they 'd be able to at least sustain a little bit of that, but I mean it was a it was a solid solid weekend of football nonetheless
1: yeah, I mean I feel like kind of just wrapping up like this bill's chiefs game, I feel like teams make this mistake with the chiefs and it's like. If you go down, they just completely abandon like the run game. Like the Bucks did it in week twelve, like we talked about. I mean, I know you're down twenty one to zero and I know the Bills were I mean, I guess they were up, but like the Chiefs defense cannot stop the run. Like I've seen it a million times. Like they they can't do it. I mean, the Bills carry the ball for seven and a half yards of carry almost. And they only handed the ball off to a running back once in the second half. One time. I mean, that's where you're gonna make your money against that Chiefs defense and they had I mean, they had Josh Allen confused in the passing game and they didn't have any run game to you know kind of supplement that or to kind of create any opportunities, and it, that was just kind of all she wrote. I mean, the Bills' offense, which like I said was you know excellent this season, just looked a little lost in that, especially in that second half. They just they didn't look like the Bills we saw a couple of years ago. And I know Josh Allen didn't play great, but you know it's not all on him. Obviously, he'll be back. Yeah, I mean, they'll be back. Yeah, he'll be. Back. I mean, they all will be back. I mean, that defense really, really looked better. I mean, it's just. It's literally just the Chiefs. I mean, it is what it is. You can call it what you want, but the Chiefs are just – they are a surreal team this year, especially offensively. And if you don't – if you get down on them early or you you know—you you get down really at all, they're going to put you away. I mean, that's just what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore. And uh, I was cheering for the Bills, you know, not being a big Chiefs guy, even though, like I said, I, I believe I was quoted saying this weekend, if I – if I – like the Chiefs I would absolutely bet on them but I don't and I bet the Bills this weekend and it was a losing ticket it is what it is and I'm going to sit here and live with it but I I just I wasn't going to bet on the Chiefs this weekend even though it felt like pretty damn free money
1: yeah that's a one I mean I sprinted to the book I mean I opened up minus 3 I'm sorry but that's that's just too low so I mean I had the I had the Chiefs early this week and you know, just kinda of held on to my ticket and actually I doubled down on them when they were up when they were down nine to zero at even money, which which seemed absurd even at that point. It's like you know, I know that they're down nine to zero, but this Chiefs team can score in a second. Like I mean they can literally literally run a play to score basically every time they take they snap the ball. So I mean that just it it's the Chiefs, man. It's just the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, so that being said, kind of looking ahead now. So we've got a couple weeks until the Super Bowl and maybe one of the more anticipated matchups And I mean, I can think of. Yeah. Like, this is like a big, big, big game. And we talk about Brady getting to his 10th Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. Man, in the, in the, the, the championship, like, having the championship on the line with Tom Brady against, like, Patrick Mahomes, it's not the AFC championship anymore, like – as much as like those games are just as important, like but having them in the Super Bowl is what I think I'm just like most excited about. And this Bucks defense playing well, hopefully, going to be able to put on a limit to this this Chiefs offense. I just hope it's a good game. Yeah, I, I, hope hope to, it's, I hope. I hope I
1: hope the Bucs don't get blown out. I don't think. I, I don't think there's any chance that the Bucks are going to blow the Chiefs out. But I think that there is a small. There is a small. Devil on my shoulder telling me that the Chiefs might just blow the Bucks out, and I would really, really be disappointed in that. So,
0: all right, yeah. So let's just we'll 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 just take those words out of our brains now that they've been said once. We're not going to say them again. And uh, bucks by a thousand. Bucks by a thousand. There you go. There you go. That's it. So any any last comments on the the Bills the Bills Chiefs here?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, the Chiefs. It's just the Chiefs. It's just the Chiefs. It's really all you can say about them, man. They are their offense is. I've said this before on the on the pod, but they just get so open on every play. Like there's just somebody that's just wide open on every single play. It's just too many weapons to stop, especially for a Buffalo defense that you know was solid, but you know they weren't anything special. So it was just they were just too much. It just overpowered them.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that we see a healthy two teams, if you will, and and just a good game nonetheless here in a few weeks and couldn't be more excited. We're gonna have and that well, I guess we could keep the, the viewers updated. We're gonna have a fat squares board for that game as well. Gonna be uh I mean what so we did last year last year we did a uh what are those called? Those Oh, prop sheets. Prop sheets, yes. So we'll have that. We'll have the prop sheets, we'll have the squares, we're gonna have everything going this year. Again, and our our fancy basketballs, I mean, getting there, getting there, and we're looking forward to, I'm anyway, going to recap that a little bit tomorrow on that podcast with Iowa basketball and whatnot. We're going to talk about that, and then we're going to do Triangle Sharps Friday, Saturday, depending on on lines and whatnot, depending on what time it's going to come out. But the lines usually come out late Friday evening, so it's just kind of hard to do. But looking to get out a good three episodes this week. Happy to be back in school, kind of getting into the routine of things again. And uh, couldn't be happier about that. A lot of things coming with the new schedule and whatnot with college basketball. Looking to maybe get an episode here or there at the beginning of the week. But we'll see after the Super Bowl. It's kind of
1: where we're at. Yeah. I got a big game coming up. So.
0: Yeah, after that, we'll kind of learn, uh, look to uh, learn and adjust from there. With that being said, guys, we will see you for the Iowa Basketball Pod tomorrow and Triangle Sharps on Friday. And, uh, other than that, we'll see you guys next time. Let's kick it.
1: He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field. Kick is on the way. It's gone! It's gone! Iowa wins 14-13.